When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. There are a million reasons e-commerce shoppers don't buy. In fact, 97% abandon their first store visit. AdRoll retargeting keeps your brand on their mind, so they come back to buy. Visit AdRoll.com to start retargeting today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by friend of the pod and executive editor of The Dip, Allison Pivovarsky. Hi, Allison. Hello. Thank you for having me. I could not be more excited to be here today to talk about this. Uh, we are going to talk about the Lula Rich documentary that is on Amazon Prime. I... I watched like the first five minutes of it and I was just obsessed and like it's all I wanted to talk about so I basically forced Allison I feel like to watch this okay no I was very aware of Lula Rich or Lula Roe okay how badly do you want to call Lula Rue I don't know why but it it's gonna come out and I'm just telling everybody but I have to remember it's Monroe <laughs> yeah the grand, grand granddaughter Monroe um I was a, I was aware of Lula Rowe for a while, but it was one of those things that I just felt like I had a like the surface level of knowledge on. I didn't know what was waiting for me. I will say I started taking notes when watching this docu series, and then at one point I was like, "Allison, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Put and the notes away." <laughs> and I just like became consumed. Yeah, I, I knew I same with you like I knew like very surface level I thought I knew more and then I watched it and was like oh Kelly Clarkson's involved Katy Perry is at a show like Daryl can't listen to his favorite Kelly Clarkson duet anymore because of this we'll get into that but I um used to work with someone who actually several people who loved LuLaRoe like no, that was like, like we're involved. They weren't involved. Like they weren't selling, but they shoppers? like shoppers. <gasps> they were going to their local retailer and what? purchasing some LuLaRoe. That is like what they wore when they wanted to feel good and fancy. Sexy and free. Sexy so were they free. buying like maxi skirts with hamburgers leggings. on that? The leggings. The leggings. So really quick. To kind of fill everybody in, I just want to give you guys a little backstory of what LuLaRoe is in case you're not familiar. Um, it was started by a woman named Deanne. It was Brady, and then she married Mark Stidham. So her name is Deanne Stidham. In 2013, she started sewing and making <laughs> maxi skirts out of like this um, printed, colorful, kind of thin, stretchy, breathable fabric. And then it kind of branched into leggings and then shirts and dresses and everything like that. But they are known for their colorful prints. And it it kind of gave like a sisterhood of the traveling pants vibe. Like women of all shapes and sizes felt that they, you know, fit them and felt good in them. But also we have to note that this is a multi-level marketing business. Uh, technically, that's like a pyramid scheme if we're, if we're just going to call it that. They um, call it that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. They do. And at its peak in 2016, according to Rolling Stone, the company reported sales of $2 billion. It is crazy the amount of maxi skirts they were moving at a certain point and then transitioned into the leggings. Right. You have to t start with the family. 
it is like the Cullens from Twilight, this family. Like some of them are married. There's about 85 of them. Mm -hmm. They're Mormons. They have 14 kids combined, I believe. Is it 11 or 14? I think it is 14. Okay, 14 kids combined. Two of them are married to each other, which Mark and Deanne had to like quickly be like, they never grew up in the same house. They're not blood related. It's not weird. Don't worry about it. It's not weird at all. Yeah. And I mean, their kids ended up like working for the company. It was like a family business slash empire that no one knew how to run. Nobody knew how to run. And they say that like they're so completely inexperienced and yet they just kept hiring from within their holiday dinners and were completely over their heads within, I mean, within a matter of years, they had no idea what they were doing because this thing just grew and grew and grew. It grew so fast and they had no idea what to do. Daryl, I believe Daryl, our king. We love him. We love Daryl. He was someone who came on and worked in the corporate office and he said that everyone worked out of the same Google Doc. Okay, so my favorite moment in discussing the programs that they use is Mark is like, we would buy all of these programs, these high profile programs for our inventory and for our stock and for our sales. And, you know, it would just be out of date. So then they're like, so we used Google Docs. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we could have retired off of all the money that we spent on uh, computer systems and everything. And I was, and then all of a sudden they cut to Daryl and he's like, we used Google docs. I, I, you know what I use a Google doc for a Google sheet. When I go to a bachelorette party and I'm just trying to price out how much everybody owes me. This is like a multi-billion dollar company (laughs) selling absolute garbage, moldy, quote, stinky leggings. And they're working out of a Google doc where people keep overriding each other's <laughs> numbers. So it's all the bottom line is like not even close to the number it's supposed to be. It's a it's a it's a hot mess, a hot mess. It's a hot mess. And Leanne starts or Deanne, sorry, she starts this business. Yeah, let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves with uh, her sister. Oh, we were. <laughs> <laughs> Allison. I'm sorry. I just am so excited to get to Tijuana Skinnies. Oh, I have that in all caps. Okay. I was like, Tijuana Skinnies, we'll get there. So the couple like starts this company and then it just, like I said, it grows and grows and grows. They really have no idea what they're doing. They hire like mentors who like buy the product and then they sell it. And, but really what is happening is they're making money off of people signing on to be consultants. Or retailers. Retailers, which is such a weird word. It really caught me up in the beginning because I would assume that would be a store. store. But at the same time, they are a store because they would sell these things on Facebook Live and through social media. But so you have somebody who comes in, they pay, I think it was $5,000. 5,000 to 10,000. For inventory that then they would sell at a markup. Now- they would get these boxes, and I will say one of the most harrowing stories told, told <laughs> minus Daryl's chapoo story, was when this woman tells us that she is camping with her family, and she got the notification she would leave the campsite to check on if her, if her uh, shipment had been delivered, her boxes, and she left her family when she got the notification that her her clothing was delivered to her home because this was going to change her life. And there are so many people in this docu-series who truly believe that this was going to completely change their life because that's what they were being sold. Like there was that one woman who was like so – she meant it so much when she was like, I fell in love with these leggings. Yeah. I, was, I just was in love with them. The butteriness. Yeah, the buttery. I feel like LuLaRoe started that whole yes. trend of calling things buttery. But yeah, like these women were so excited to like be a part of LuLaRoe that they had like the contact name in her phone was like life-changing phone call. Unicorn. Unicorn emoji. emoji. <laughs> right. I mean, these women were being told, okay, if you want to join this company, go to extreme lengths to get your deposit ready. Like sell your breast milk. Yes. Put it on multiple credit cards. Yes. I'm just like, and then like these women get so excited. They started painting rooms in their house, putting shelving up. 
turning it into a little boutique. Yeah, I think at one point a woman like kicked her son out of his room. Yeah, so she, she was like, you gotta go. You, you're eight, figure it out. As, yeah. as Mark says, like, what did he say about life? He's like, results may vary. Yeah. She's teaching that kid that young. He wants that in every maternity ward. We okay, when that. he said he lobbied Congress for that, I was going to Google if that was true, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. No. Can I ask you, since yeah. you actually know women who have been fans of LuLaRoe, have you ever been approached to join an MLM? Do people, I have not. Do people think I can't push a product? I can push a maxi skirt, goddammit. <laughs> I haven't been asked to join an MLM. I've been like incessantly approached to like buy. Okay. And I'm so like, I don't, that. I don't want any part of it. Like, I don't want your hair products. I don't want your skincare products. One time I had a hairdresser who I'm no longer, we parted ways after this. Uh, you know, when you're in the chair, you're trapped. trapped. She starts like selling me like this hair stuff. And she's like, keeps going. And I was like, this is a pyramid scheme. Get me out of this chair. I I have never even gotten as much You've as never gotten a hey Instagram girly? message. Never gotten a hey girly. And I, I'm like, is it something about my style that they're just like, this is just not, you're just not good enough for these, these maxi skirts or these leggings. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I have told this story on my podcast before. I did work at Limited too for two weeks. So when it comes to sales, I know, I know a thing or two. Also then I was let go after those two weeks because of performance. So maybe they got some, they got the, my record. Maybe they got, yeah, they got wind. They got wind of my 16 year old career, mm -hmm. but I just, I am disappointed because it's one of those things where I've like, I've never been asked to join a cult or an MLM. And I do feel like I'm missing out. It says more about me than anybody else. I'll make sure I'll send someone your way just to give you like a hey girly. I would love a hey girly. I would love to, I mean, I don't even, you know, what's even, I don't even get emails anymore from like the Prince of Nigeria asking me to save his fortune. They've given up on you. I know. <laughs> I know. They've, they've like, she's, maybe you're just, maybe people just think you're too smart. I would, I'd love, I just would love to like fuck with someone. Yeah. Like, hey, tell me more. Like, what's the, tell me more about your, your creams that will <laughs> change my face into like <laughs> a completely different look. Wait, have you seen those videos, the TikToks where it's like they put cream and then it's like black seeds. It's black seeds. So they, they're like, they put these black like seeds on people's chin to show blackheads. And then they like wipe and it's like just a face tuned smoothing filter. Oh my God. Oh, it's no, incredible. The next time I come across, I'll make sure to send well, you. Well, I've been, I've been very focused on the Peter Roth Thomas under eye thing that's been going on on TikTok. And I have to say, I, I sent the TikTok to my mom and I was like, get in on this. Not no offense, but like, I know you, this is a, a point of interest for you. And she ordered it. And then somebody in her neighborhood stole it from her. Because it became such a hot ticket item. Sold out everywhere now. Swiped right off of the front porch. Wow. I know. So, oh my God. But I do love a, like, I just want to, like, I just want to fuck with somebody and just be like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, there's a, there is a great TED Talk. I don't remember what his name is. But if you are interested in watching somebody actually respond to a pyramid scheme, <laughs> I have money. I'm trying to push this money. And I need you to help me sell whatever it may be, he responds and they have a full back and forth and they have a, like a full on like friendship <laughs> comes to the point where he has like a full friendship with a scammer and it's fantastic. So I would recommend people watch that YouTube I, video. I'm running and not Run. walking. Do not walk. Do not sleep on this. But okay. 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 okay back so, to, to row. So a big point of like a big selling point for them was like this exclusivity of the product like there he mark is very proud that only three thousand or less are of the same pattern so they love uniqueness okay the uniqueness which is pulled from google images and all they have to do is change 20 percent uh -huh. that's what one of the head designers said in an interview during the documentaries she's like because eventually lawsuits started 
coming. Of course, of they just you are copywriting in just like the water off that leg that legging set that was her face got. Yeah, it was <laughs> like so people were like you are copying my designs and they put them side by side identical. 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 And even she was just like, well, we were told we had to change at least 20%, but some designers just didn't abide by that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, like, she's like, we were told we had to have a hundred patterns a day. She's like, so I started, a day. I'm like, that's insane. I know. And to think that like, because you hit a certain number of designs where the quality of the design goes down, where it's just like, this doesn't even look like anything, but to put hamburgers on a pair of leggings that is like somebody is sitting there with their lunch in front of them and was like why not and then when they had to change it 20 percent, just took the sesame seeds off the bun I bet just a theory but I wouldn't be surprised yeah when they showed that hamburger vagina when they showed all the vaginas I was like whoa the lip the lips (laughs) the kiss the quite literally the kiss on the lips I was aghast. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, because it was close-ups of people's vaginas. And I was like, whoa. So many vaginas. So many. Just to think there is a Facebook group where some women were like, is this positioning weird? (laughs) Of like a feather. It's like, um, does this hamburger look like a vagina? Because it quite literally was in the seam of Yes. Your vagina. It was I mean, kind of- I think I liked the the uh leaning tower of Pisa dick more than <laughs> the hamburger vagina, but it's tough. It's a tough draw. So these women, it became like this cult. Like they had uh seminars, they were like shooting t-shirts out of rocket cannons, like it was lights and neon and like these, it was like conventions. Conventions. I mean, truly like millions of dollars went into these events. They mm-hmm. rented out stadiums before they even got to the stadium tour though. I do need to talk about Mario Lopez. Yes. Let's discuss. So at one point to, to attract more women. So the whole point is recruit, recruit, recruit. The mm-hmm. more people you recruit, the more bonus checks that you get, which eventually changed, but People were maybe saying, I would only make like $1,000, $2,000 on my inventory. But at the end of the day, I was recruiting. One one woman said she had like 5,000 in her downline. Yeah. And 5,000 women on her team who would eventually lead her to get like $40,000 in bonus checks. Yeah. So because they wanted to recruit these women, they thought, okay, we need somebody who is going to attract this demographic. And that was Mario Lopez. So they hired him for an event for him to take photos at the end of a step and repeat with these women. And then they all posted on Facebook and it got everybody really excited because they're thinking if Mario Lopez is in, if Slater is in, but the best part of that was whatever that guy's name is, Sam, who we will get to (laughs) when Sam says like, yeah, Mario Lopez was way under our budget. It's like, what I a was burn. Like, I know. I was like, Mario Lopez is like way under Lula Rose budget. I know. Like, could we get Mario at like a dip event? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I I just feel like for him, that is there's no returning. It's for a for an MLM that sells hamburger vagina leggings to say you weren't even good enough for us because you were cheap. That's so embarrassing. Mark Paul Gosler never. And this is extra host Mario Lopez, extra, extra. Like, <laughs> he he's, like, busy He's a busy man. He's in the new reboot for Safe by the Bell. It was just really embarrassing for him. But then they escalated it to, like, the next event when they're at the stadium. They've got Katy Perry. Kelly freaking Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. I think Katy Perry, they said, cost, like, $5 million. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson, voice host. I mean, she, again, what is she going to say about this? I know. I need, I need their thoughts. They didn't talk. They didn't reach out to them for the documentary. We need to talk to them. We'll just DM them on Instagram. Yeah, I'll DM them. Okay. So the whole point of in, in the way they were selling it is this is an opportunity for you to create your future. And they really went after women who were maybe single moms. Definitely. They went after moms. They wanted 
to really target the market of women who were staying at home but wanted to provide for their family in a way that they could control their schedule. They can control how much work they were putting into it. But the only way you made money is if you dedicated your entire life to it. Right. And they really wanted to sell this dream of empowering women, which it wasn't it that it wasn't that at all because then no. they would eventually get the husbands in on it. But I did think it was fascinating. I mean, it's almost comedy gold. This is, this deserves to be in a writer's room you know, the Emmys were just this weekend when they ask about empowering women and Mark cuts Deanne off. He goes, can I just jump in? And he cuts Deanne off. He's like, I think I can speak about this. And Deanne's like, please, by all means. That is just pure gold. They're so unaware of how they portray themselves is incredible. Did you see on TikTok? I wish I had saved it. The emails that they were sending after this documentary came out. No, no. Okay, so the like mentors, the very high up people, but not like the Deans and the Marks, but the people who have like those 5,000 team members yeah. have been sending emails being like, Mark and Deanne said that they would do this just to provide statements, but then it got twisted. They did not sit down for a full interview. It makes it look like they were working with Amazon on this. They were like trying to make it seem like they got gotcha by Amazon. And then they said like the one woman who participated in who's a current retailer, she was trying to help and she didn't realize that her words were going to be twisted. Oh, the woman that said, I will work for LuLaRoe for the rest of my life. life. She's in trouble. She, well, they're trying to make it seem like she just thought she was helping. And they just say like, please don't worry about this. We need to like all bond together and stand united. And it is like a five page email. Oh, it was, um, it was, what's her face? It was Berta. Berta, is that her name? Bertha? You know the woman. It's one of the women in the documentary. She's the one who got forwarded these emails. So oh it's, it is it is wild. They're still trying so hard to cover themselves. But uh, again, no no response from Kelly Clarkson. So <laughs> it yeah, I mean, like what you were saying earlier, they really were preying on women who are like they want to be a hashtag boss babe. And they had to, they Girl forced boss. them to hashtag certain things mm-hmm. because of LuLaRoe. Yeah. Because like if they got a new car, it was like because of LuLaRoe. If they got a new house, it was because of LuLaRoe. And it was like, it took over their life in every way. If you got a new car and you didn't hashtag it, they would reach out to you and say like, you should be hashtagging with because of LuLaRoe. We want women to see that this is what they could live. And they would, these women are like freaking... Like buying out Louis Vuitton after getting one paycheck. And it's because of this. I mean, it's because they would be making these bonus checks. But then the thing is, like, the women at the bottom were not making anything. Like, they're making nothing. One woman on the documentary who was a very high up mentor is owed 100K from this company still. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then. We get into the the Tijuana skinnies. Let's talk about the Tijuana skinnies, Allison. So the brand is pretty much a lot about image, like the life that they want these women to like aspire and inspire other women to be like, and that, you know, they talk a lot about your hair, your makeup, your weight. And then Deanne goes to Tijuana and gets the, the gastric sleeve. The sleeve. The sleeve. Don't get it confused with the balloon. No, very different as we learn later in the documentary. And she obviously like gets really thin. She loses like 70 pounds. And then she starts telling the other women like, oh, you you know, I look great and I want you to look great. And Deanne says, she's like, I mean, I didn't tell these women to get the gastric sleeve. They would just come to me crying and hating themselves. And I just recommended this doctor in Tijuana. And then her sister gets involved Deanne's sister, Lene, who is essentially like a drug mule for women who want to get the gastric sleeve in Tijuana, where Mm -hmm. she would be, you get added to a group text and it's called Tijuana Skinnies. And they, she's sending in this thread, we're taking women down weekly. Like, come on, I'm taking people (laughs) down to TJ weekly. Don't miss out on the next trip. All you got to do is I drive you down and then you fly back, which I don't even understand that. Like, Are they getting a cut of the surgeries? 
I feel like Deanne was getting like a kickback. Like there's got to be a kickback. Yeah, because the way she was like pushing these women in, like I, I'm just imagining them all in like vans, like yes. driving down. Yeah. Oh, I'm picturing them though, like in like the back of a van. Oh, uh, no seatbelts. And I mean, thousands of women were getting surgery. Like thousands. This isn't, this isn't like two or three people. This and is, I am geez. not judging anybody who decides to get any type of surgery. I think that we should all do whatever makes us feel the absolute best about ourselves. But Dr. Michelle, who is the doctor performing these surgeries, it is a company called Obesity Not For Me. And the four, four. is the number four, the numerical yeah. four. That's what really got me was the name of it. Because again, do whatever you want. But when I'm getting an internal surgery done, I'm going to want it coming from uh something that doesn't sound like an Instagram account. <laughs> Obesity not for me. Yeah. No, it it feels very uh not great. It doesn't no. feel great. It doesn't look great. And like one of the women uh who was very open about her experiences in this scheme, uh she got the gastric balloon. Balloon. Because the the other thing is is like to your point earlier about how it's all about image. Mm-hmm. These women were made to feel like they need to look their best, not only own the best items, but at, like absolutely look incredible because they are selling not only product, but they're selling themselves. Because if you can sell the dream, more women are going to want to sign up to sign up for your dream, which is maybe not even their dream. But after going to dinner with Deanne and her son, who share a meal at dinner, feels incredible. I don't know why I don't like that line. When they ordered like a, one entree, I was And they sick. split. They split. I didn't like that. But she decides that she wants to get the gastric balloon. It sounds like it explodes or something. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but it didn't feel great. She's well. She's well right now. So, I mean, we don't have to worry about her, but she eventually she went to Deanne and Deanne was like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you get the balloon. My doctor told me this ahead of time. That's why I got the sleeve in Tijuana. Yes. She was like, sorry. Sorry, well, we're taking women down weekly. Come on in. Hop on into the van. <laughs> Get on in, girl. And 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 she didn't do it, thank God. Right. But to your point, you said that they had to have the best inventory. But when you order, you're not in charge of what prints you get. You just get whatever. So then these women, they would call them unicorns, right? The the special leggings, the special prints. So these women would go on hunts to find the special leggings so they could sell. It's it was wild. It it becomes almost like a game for them to mm-hmm. but you have to think about it. Do you remember like McDonald's had the monopoly? I don't even know if they still do that. Oh, McMillions, like, the documentary? Yeah, yeah, well, yes. Okay, so McMillions like where for like the whole concept is to keep buying and putting money back into this company because of the opportunity that could is one in a million. And so to find the unicorn pair of leggings that is just like the perfect print, you're just going to keep or you're like, you know, what? I'm going to just buy three more boxes and maybe that print will be in there. And it never was because but then what's crazy is then later on, they started actually reselling patterns and styles that were from years ago. I got cringe sweats watching these women on Instagram live. I got even more sweaty <laughs> when I saw the men, the husbands join, because that was eventually what Deanne and Mark wanted. They wanted, there was this idea of retiring your husband, which there's a woman and her husband, Tiffany, and I don't remember her husband's name, but he was quite a character. He was the showman. Like he was the one in front of the camera, razzle dazzle, you know, jazz hands selling these leggings. He was often in costume. And he, I mean, he spoke out very openly about this. He was like, it was so sinister what this company was trying to do with other families. It's like retire your husband so that you're completely dependent on this company and working even harder. Well, that's the thing is to have them be dependent, it is not unlike a cult or Scientology, for example, where everything you care about is revolving around this one thing and you can't lose that one thing. 
Otherwise, your whole life crumbles. They have their entire savings accounts tied to this company. His his work, her work, if they leave, they are unemployed and they have a family. And it is so dark to think about what they were doing to make people solely rely on LuLaRoe when LuLaRoe was doing nothing to make sure that they were okay, to make sure that they were provided for, and then eventually just completely screwing people over by changing their bonus check system. And I mean, people were saying their their checks would drop from $6,000 to $800. And people weren't even able to like provide for their family anymore. Because they were kind of like they weren't living beyond their means, but when you're right. when you're relying on bonuses, you are. Like that's not a steady it's not for sure. Yeah, right. it's not for so sure. So these women were buying large homes, two Cadillac, you know, SUVs, um, pools, like Louis Vuitton bags. And like one woman even said she's like, I was spending so much money. And it's like she had nothing to show for it at the end of the day. No, it was all going out the door. And some of these husbands were very skeptical of this whole situation. They were like, we, what the fuck are you doing? I know. I think that, like, I would love to see the statistics of how many divorces came from LuLaRoe. Oh, my God. There's got to be a ton. A ton. A ton. Do you know, do you know like, I don't know why I was surprised by it, but to listen to Deanne's mar- marital advice really blew my mind. Would you like to share what some of the tips and tricks? Well, I mean, her biggest tip is like, if you want to get, if you want something, just all you have to do is get on your knees once a week for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Classic. That's Deanne. And then I'm like, I got upset because then I was like, oh my God, I've just been staring at Deanne and Mark for like three hours at this point. That's not the thing I needed in my head. It is very much the woman is providing for the husband, even though they say, retire your husband and Mm -hmm. and it is wild her her mother wrote a she sells it as a book about feminism it's not (laughs) yeah I loved the part where she was like the 60s were a really weird time women didn't know what their role was they went from being leave it to beaver to burning their bras and then she goes I don't really know what happened in the 70s it's like Dion what are you talking about like Oh that, my God. that was incredible. I mean, all of it, the, oh, they would give like marital advice if like, you know, to the women about like how they can be. And that's what I just don't understand is like, to what end? How does that, but is that to just really embed themselves into these people's relationships? Because it really shouldn't matter what Heather in Michigan is, what her problems her and her husband are having. But if LuLaRoe is getting embedded in it and helping them, you feel more indebted to LuLaRoe and you're never going to get out then. It's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. Cause they're selling this idea too of like family, 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 family. If you go to their website, even now, it's a huge selling point for them to get people on board with their company. And so they can't have families falling apart. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they love family. I mean, they love family so much so that some of them have married each other, but yeah. So <laughs> Oh, God. It's just we, I mean, then the lawsuits. Because so as demand obviously went up, designers had to make shitty prints, like we've said. But then women started getting, a woman says that she got her package and it like one was heavier than the rest. And she's like, this is really weird. She opens it up. It's like soaking wet. It's stinky what leggings. What happened to that one pair of leggings that was needed to be wrung out? Like one one pair of leggings in that box was soaking wet. How? <laughs> How? Well. How? Lachey, the star really of this documentary. Star. This woman wore Chanel to her first day mm-hmm. and then was told, no, no, you need to go change and put on a maxi skirt. Yeah. Get your ass in the warehouse. Throw on a print. Yep. Let's go. Take the Chanel off. You thought you were going to impress us. No, no. Unless you are wearing a tribal print maxi skirt, I'm not interested. And that woman that told her that was Deanne. Yeah, of course. She was like, that was the first day I met her. And it was quite the impression. <laughs> but so she says she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, this wasn't shocking to anyone at the corporate office in California because they had seen so much inventory sitting out in the parking lot. 
So they would just take inventory from the parking lot, put it in a box and ship it to their retailers slash mentors, trainers, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the scene of the, the scene where they showed the parking lot, it looks like a, like a dump, like a garbage dump. It's really wild. It looks like a warehouse, like if I got a bird's eye view on like FEMA. Like yes, yeah. Warehouse. No, that's like, exactly was, what it looks like. It was crazy. It I looks was like, like a disaster site. You're it right. Does. It is truly it it's it is huge dumpsters of bagged goods. I use quotes. And and it's just sitting there baking in the sun, getting mm-hmm. wet from God knows what, and then even worse, getting moldy. Moldy. Stinky leggings. <laughs> so this is something that I thought was so funny was when you would make a complaint to the corporate office, one of the options was stinky leggings. Like that was a thing on the drop down. You have the drop down menu. Usually it's like my order didn't, I got the wrong items. It didn't fit. Um, I didn't like the color. I changed my mind and then stinky leggings. Stinky so it was leggings. happening enough that they needed to create a, like the code for that to appear because it was such a frequent problem. And one of the solutions was to throw them in the freezer. The freezer. Mm -hmm. That was something corporate was telling their people is to put the stinky leggings in the freezer. So, I mean, people were spending so much on inventory and so much of it coming in was they were unable to sell. They had holes in them. Holes in them. The seams were mismatched. I mean, it was truly like, I don't think the quality was ever good. But it got got so bad. So bad. And like, obviously women took to social media, news outlets started picking it up. So uh, Deanne and Mark kind of felt pressure to put in a buyback program so you could return merchandise from retailers. And this is what they called the great exodus because that was how a lot of women got out of the company. Like that is like, they took that chance and they were like, okay, just let's send it all back because we just need to get out of here. Right. Even though they end, they ended up withholding refunds <laughs> that women deserve. Right. So there, that is still a huge ongoing problem for the company and is a big part of the Washington versus the, their LLC lawsuit that's going on right now because these women are entitled to these funds. Yeah. And I think, I believe there are like 3,600 people who have yet to receive checks as part of the settlement still. Yeah. I mean, they're getting hit with lawsuits like left and right. Oh, like, yeah. They're getting like Washington state is file has filed a lawsuit state. against them of like <laughs> almost $5 million because they're like, you're a pyramid scheme. Well, okay. Can we talk about that moment really quickly in the documentary? Okay. And then we'll get to that right after the break. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star, so why go through all of that with a healthcare provider? And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com H-O-T-M. Okay, can we talk about that moment really quickly in the documentary where they are, it's like two people over Zoom who are saying like, what do you say when people say we are a pyramid scheme? And the way that they rationalize it, other than her being like, my husband thought that we were a pyramid scheme, so I had to prove him wrong, which is always the go-to response of like, no, because I wouldn't be doing this if it was a pyramid scheme. But it's like, no, but you are though still. You right. still are. But the way they kind of rationalized not being a pyramid scheme was because they changed their bonus checks from getting bonuses on bringing people on 
signing people up versus now switching it over to sales. So before you would get a bonus, if one of your team members on the downline would buy inventory, you got a bonus for that because that money, regardless of if it sells or not, is going into LuLaRoe's cash, you know, Mm -hmm. but now it was if that person downline who you might not have even ever heard of, but is recruited many, many, many people down from you sells those items but the problem was is nobody was able to sell those items because they became so so bad stinky so stinky leggings so now women are I mean that's where the the chat and so that was their whole rationalization of like now we are rewarding for it's basically commission right Mm -hmm. and that was their way of saying that is not what a pyramid scheme is. But then at one point, the guy in the in the Zoom call says, and that's why we have to stop being a pyramid scheme. Yeah, Sam. He, like he literally calls yes, them. Yes, because also in the documentary, we get to see the depositions of Deanne, Mark, Sam, like a ton of people in the company. So they didn't know anything going on in that company, according to that dep- those depositions. Like Deanne no. and Mark were constantly like, I don't know. I know the one woman was like, what is the address of your uh, warehouse? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Actually. But I mean, they asked Sam straight up. They were like, was this a pyramid scheme? Did you ever say this? He says no. And then they play the clip of him saying, we're trying to get away from being a pyramid scheme. I mean, it's a phenomenal documentary, you guys. It's Can we touch on um, Sam really quickly? Sam who- The hype man? Sam the hype man- a nephew of Deanne Mm -hmm. who got excommunicated because he was reportedly like, excuse my language, fucking some of the retailers. Yeah. He then was excommunicated. Nobody was allowed to talk to him, but I don't feel like he says he didn't do that for what it's worth. He said he was having, there were no relationships with any of the retailers, but my guess is maybe he started asking too many questions. He started, you know, being a little, but, So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, wow, they really framed Sam. Then we find out that Sam tried to start a weed business and asked one of the former retailers for $30,000 in text messages that can only be described as you block that contact. And he was like, you give me 30, I give you 90 back, yo. And it's like to this woman, like this mother of three in like North Dakota. And she's like, I was just suspicious. And then he sent her an image of just stacks and stacks of cash that he stole from Google. He thought that he was really onto something here, but he was the one being scammed. But I still, I'm like, well, now I don't know who to believe. Were you having sexual relations with these women? Were you just a victim in this weed business? I I don't know, but I really went through a journey with Sam. That's for sure. There were so many like mini little like baby journeys throughout this whole thing. Like it wasn't just Mark and Deanne. It was like Sam. And then there was the girl, it lives in New Jersey. And she like really got this going with the lawsuit. She wanted to file a class action lawsuit against them. And, mm-hmm. Like it was just so much. And they have, I mean, like you said, they have so many lawsuits still still going still going and they they seem in the documentary like this isn't happening like they're like oh no they're like I don't understand like why these women were upset like at one point Mark was yelling at women over face Facebook live well that's what was so weird is the shift and I think it happens around like the third episode of the four where it becomes when people started complaining the anger from Mark and Deanne is you're just not cut out for this. You are not a salesperson. And that's when he says like the whole, like, you know, the whole life is, what is it? Um, uh, Oh, results vary. May vary. Yeah. Results may vary. He gets angry. And he's bullying these women. He's like, you're just not good at this. So you should just, you know, shut up or leave, get out. Cause he's like, if you can't sell these ugly ass prints, that's your problem. That's on you. Right. That is not on us. Like they, they literally don't think they did anything wrong. Their interviews, the depositions, the interviews are bone chilling. Yeah. Like, and these women that were interviewed for this documentary, they seem like devastated. They were hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. They really were. And I think it's because like so often you, 
you hear about like cults or I mean, really, I'm thinking like Scientology, where you have people who join for a belief and it's not necessarily like you are earning money back, but you get some type of an earning in terms of spirituality, self-worth, whatever it may be, community. But at the same time, that's exactly what was happening with LuLaRoe in that you have community. I mean, so much of this was the community that got built. But the thing that changes it is you get money. And you, people were earning a lot of money at a certain point. Someone got a check of $1 million. And when it crashed, though, it crashed and burned. And so they are able to sell this more as this is a business and you're either in or you're out. It's, it's only going to work if you hustle versus other things like other cults where it's like, you know, you, it's more rewarding internally. Like there is an act, a physical reward to this. Yeah. But the whole concept is to, for there is always going to be more money going into Lula Rose pocket than there will be yours. That is just period. That's what it's going to be. And I think that people forget that because they, they under, they hear one woman made a $5,000 after one party. And they're like, that could be me not realizing that Lula Rowe is getting 10, I'm just making up these numbers, but getting 10,000, $12,000, $50,000 off of these women's work. And it's just, it's, it's insane. And the craziest thing is, is you can still join Lula Rowe. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still a company that's active. They still if you, if you listen to this whole podcast and you're like, I'm interested, where do I sign up? Yeah, maybe this was a whole, maybe this was propaganda for Lula yeah. Rowe. I don't know. They now have a full like income disclosure statement on their website, which was part of like their basically settlement they had to make with Washington State to like prove that they're not a pyramid scheme or to avoid being called a pyramid scheme. So the average retailer income is now about $10,000, where the median gross profit is about $1,000. And the startup costs are now only $4.99 instead of $10,000. Yeah, that's a huge drop. And that's for like six. But at the same time, that is for 65 pieces of clothing. Right. So let's consider the quality there. Yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) Um. You might get a sheer legging that you can't wear in public, but that's why tunics are invented. Cover the ass. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about your hamburger vagina or your butt crack showing because you're going to wear one of their tunics that they also sell. Mm-hmm. It's a whole look. There was one image of Deanne in a leopard tunic. Or no, not leopard. I'm sorry. Zebra tunic. So a black and white tunic with orange pattern leggings. And I was like... Oh, Deanne, like you don't have to like this is where you let other people look a fool. <laughs> and well, all of these women too have they have an MLM vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? They all look yes. the same. Yeah. I mean they all well, have similar I mean, energies. They say they also say in the documentary it was an incredibly white company. Mm-hmm. Of course, and it it still is. I, I don't know the numbers, but I think that I think at one point they say like the majority of women are just white white moms right so I'm just saying look into it if you are if you are a white mom listening to this podcast don't respond to hey girly don't don't run away block that number block that person if you ever get a message hey girly I know it's been a long time hey girly um I have a really great opportunity get the fuck away from me yeah get away from me that is the moral of this podcast the story no hey girly Please, please, please pour one out for Daryl, who, again, has a personal grudge against Kelly Clarkson because she performed at one of their stadium tours, and he cannot listen to his favorite duet of Kelly Clarkson anymore. That's how he's dead. He's never going to be the same. No, he, guys, he looks like he's on the verge of tears when he tells this story. Like, he's... (laughs) Well, Distraught. he said he would go to the bathroom and have like a, he would cry. Mental breakdowns in the LuLaRoe corporate office in Corona, California. The same bathroom where I will say once again, because I feel like we glossed over it before, they had their Chipupu incidents where he said that the whole company would order Chipotle and they called it Chipupu. Allison, just tell us really quick the Chipupu story. All I did, this is before I decided to just let this docu-series happen to me. So I was taking notes and all I wrote was Daryl Chipupu. 
Yeah. And, because and he basically, he just said that they like would order, what did they, he say? Like they would order He would order lunch? like lunch all the time. It was, they had sandwich bars. Yes. I love a sandwich. I was kind of jealous. Sandwich bars, tacos, and then she would order Chipotle. Yeah. Which then led they to the called Chipupu. Chipupu. <laughs> which I feel like we don't even need to get into why. No, but we all know. you can Google it. And I just thought like, wow, this man is just, he is not holding back. And that's oh. when I knew we had a star. When I saw a grown man who just dreams of being a high school girls volleyball ref. That's all he that's, wants. And that his is dad all- is the one. His dad was like, you cannot be a referee for you the rest of your life. But that's you have all to find he dreams purpose. Of. He, and he so he found purpose at LuLaRoe and mm-hmm. he is, he will never be the same. And I just, he is a star. He's a star. He's a star. He's so earnest. He's so heartbroken and angry and devastated. And it's lovely. It's a great yeah. documentary, you guys. It's on Amazon Prime. It's four episodes. Fantastic. It just, it makes me want more MLM documentaries because these people are just fucking nuts and I love them. It's, if you loved like the inventor, like Elizabeth Holmes or Fire Fraud, Fire Festival docuseries, this is like 100% up your alley. Mm -hmm. Watch it. You will not regret it. I promise. Well, thank you, Allison, so much for coming on. I always love talking to you. You gave great insight, great perspective. Thanks. On this documentary. Um, And you guys, make sure you rate, subscribe, and review this podcast wherever you listen. Um, Check out the other podcasts. Allison has two amazing podcasts on Apple brought to you by The Dip, Uh, TV Watch Repeat and Pop Chaser, which is a daily pop culture podcast. There's also the Slut Pig podcast. But now we said it. I mean, there's like so many. So many podcasts. So many. They're all amazing. Um, And Allison, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Allison Piwo, P-I-W-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And I post photos of my dog on moose.the.wheaton on Instagram. And he's growing steadily, just like an MLM. Yeah. So we'll be uh, taking over the airwaves, just just like Deanne on a Zoom call. And yeah, so watch that space. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. Bye. Bye. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you through vegetables at the supermarket and yes through fruit too they're literally everywhere that's the problem at hand every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands learn more at undo.org